You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome to All Talk with Hello Sport, brought to you by SEN, uh, the home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Um, joined, uh, as always, by my darling friend Edward, but guest today, James Graham. Now, before you say anything, James, sorry to cut you off there, mate. Uh, for those of you that don't know, James Graham, a former rugby league legend, over 400 games played in Super League with St. Helens, in the NRL, with the Bulldogs and the Dragons, represented his country, now turned media darling. James, how are you? Thank you very much for coming in. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm flattered. Um, a media darling. Did you ever think you'd be called a media darling? No. Which you are? No. Yeah. Is that, no, where, I, where's that sit on the list of career achievements? Media darling. Well, I think it needs some verification. <laughs> um, We're lucky you're in the presence of mm, verifiers. And yeah, yeah. Well, I th- mate, as well, like, when I, when I first started out, I was, a, I was a bit anti-media. And I was scared of doing interviews and stuff, so I've come a long way. <laughs> My word, you have. I've come a long way. I, I do want to get to your media career in a moment, but... Um, I guess we would like to, I guess, just start from the start a little bit with sort of, you know, the James Graham story. Pommy. Is that, it's not offensive to it. We got, we got shadow banned from Instagram for calling someone a pom. Just, it, pommy's, a, pommy's play on, right? Uh, I have no issue with it. There you go. Perfect. But that doesn't necessarily mean that others don't. Well, that's I mean, all right. No, well, listen, you're going to be our barometer for palms. Seriously, yeah. uh, Instagram shadow ban. What, what does a shadow ban? So mean? it means like no, like you can't see all that. Like none of our sort of content will pop up. Generally speaking, so like people can't find you. Yeah. So if you were to search, so that's, us, it, that's in the algorithm. Of, uh, of, of, well, of or someone can or report someone you. Report yeah. yeah, yeah. Very, very odd. And we got shadow banned, and then we couldn't go live on Instagram for a while. What happened to freedom of speech? Mate, I don't know, eh? What it, happened to it? it? What, where did it go, James? Where did it go? And what's funny about it is POM is short for prisoner, uh, prisoner of Mother England, I believe. So wouldn't we be the POMs? Technically. Look, you know? Bogged mm. down in sort of the, the specifics of POMs. Yeah, well, the, the, the Americans call us limeys. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. What's a limey? Don't know. That's limey bastard. I've heard that before. Yeah. I, I hope that's because we bought a disease over there. Oh, Lyme disease. Is that where you guys, is, did you guys start that? Possibly. I don't know. What do you call Aussies? You don't want to know. I want to remain friendly with the Australian yeah, public. Yeah, 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 you got it. Uh, or, you know, a, a watered down Yanks would be a... Watered down Yanks? Yeah. That's highly offensive. That is high. You're right, that, that is offensive. You think? Well, Yanks, I feel, like, I feel like it is globally accepted to sort of just write off Yanks as being like a pain in the ass, generally speaking. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why. You know. <laughs> right, so as you're yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, sort of yeah, like, yeah, right, okay. another piece of the puzzle yeah. falls into so place. So we're not, we're not <laughs> self-aware as a people is what you're trying to tell us. <laughs> well, I, ha- no, I have... I'm, I'm just joking. <laughs> Water Dan Yanks, that's going to stay with me now. Yeah, that will. And I don't know how I feel about nah, it. We'll like, be, we'll off be, the bat, yeah. I don't love it. So let's just go away from that yeah, yeah. and go back to like... Where you were born, yeah, you know, let's just come from. Let's just pivot. Let's pivot away from that. Well, yeah, I am... I was born in Liverpool, England, um, where there's no rugby league. I'm one of seven kids, so oh. um, yeah, it was a busy household growing up. What's the sibling break? So we got down? three three older brothers, then there's me, and then my three younger sisters. Interesting. So you often find with like successful athletes, at least I'm sure probably generalizing again, but like the youngest, if you got like heaps of older brothers, 
you're like almost they harden you they make you like the toughest one because they just fuck with you the whole time yeah yeah well um the, the closest age range as well was uh six years so they're all a lot older than me um so growing up with them i like i'd like beg to go and play football or soccer with them mm. and um yeah they they, they I, I grew up pretty quick you know playing against older players just jumpers for goalposts so, sort of things and um yeah it, it was good. like I'd, re, I'd be wrestling with them all the time yeah but and yeah it took me a lot to to get one over on them but eventually i did eventually from, from did. Pr- quite a young age so yeah no you, doubt you started to get it over your older brothers uh, the the closest one to me, yeah. I used to tap, make him tap a few times. And oh. One of the most satisfying moments in yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. When I knew I, could, I knew how to get him because I was I, I was probably like nine, ten, and he would have been like fifteen, sixteen, and I, yeah. You, oh, we had taking down a fifteen year old at yeah, nine. Years at old. nine, yeah, 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 we, I, we had some. But th- to be fair, like he 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 was probably going soft on me, but just he he, he gave me an You're inch. Being he he gave me out. an inch and I and I took it and oh, we'd have all sorts of. All sorts of fights over everything. everything. We used to have a Commodore 64. <laughs> Broke the space bar on that through some illegal play for me, brother Danny. Well, I was mate. not impressed. You had to do what you had to do, right? I did, yeah. So who did yeah. any of them mate have any did them have any professional sporting careers or are you the only one? No, no, I'm the only one. Wow. No, I'm the only one. So how do you go from living in Liverpool, which obviously would be football mad, soccer mad, how do you become the rugby league player? Yeah, well, my old long story short, my old man was from uh, Cumbria, a place called Maryport. Um, he met my mum. They moved in. It, she's from Liverpool, um, and he'd always been a rugby league fan. It was, and he'd go to the Challenge Cup final every single year. He go he, on his way down with my granddad. He went into a shop to get some supplies, as now I know means beer. So mm-hmm. he's going, getting on a coach on a bus to go down to Wembley. In this shop, there's a little note saying, "St Helens Crusaders under sevens need players." call this number so he jots the number down comes home the next day he's like how do you feel about playing rugby and I was I was this close to joining like a football or soccer team and I'm like rugby dad I don't know like I didn't really know what it was so so you didn't even know what it was I'd seen it but I couldn't differentiate between league and union like I I couldn't tell you that Um, I was I don't know I was just oh I don't know so he, he went and bought a rugby ball Took me over to the park and started putting like high kicks up for me for some bizarre reason. With <laughs> two like, seven year olds, yeah, yeah, yeah. skill you <laughs> learned. <laughs> like, he take. wasn't putting Matt Burton bombs up, like, but he was just yeah. you know getting a feel for. I was getting a feel for it. I was like, yeah, I'll go on then. I'll go down on the Wednesday night and uh, we played the game and I just fell in love. Yeah, and the rest. Did is, you is dominate? Just, like, were you good straight away? Uh, I think I was okay. That they they were keen to have me back, but my, my, my memory from this and it goes back to the conversation about my brothers. So when I was playing football with them, we used to play a game. I was obviously the youngest there by a long time. So jumpers for goalposts, person starting goal. You've got to score five headers and five volleys against this goalkeeper. The only way the goalkeeper can get out is if they catch the ball on the full while someone's taking a shot, and then whoever hit the ball. They become the goalkeeper. So, but if you manage to score five headers and five volleys, this game was called tunnel. Mm. And if you scored the five headers and five volleys, you'd have to run through the tunnel of death. So we'd all line up, and this goalkeeper, after conceding five pens and five volleys, he had to run through us, and you could kick him. (laughs) So I I, I had to run the well. It's like running the gauntlet. 
Anyway, at the end of this first game I've ever played, like, I'm already like, my mind's just spinning. Like I, I've introduced to this sport, all the things I was told I can't do at home, I was allowed to do <laughs> on this rugby, on this field. Mm. I was like, this is amazing. Like, it's a bit crazy. At the end of the game, they go, right lads, just make a tunnel for the opposition. And I can remember standing in this tunnel, <laughs> just going, oh, shit, are we gonna, they, this is, oh, oh, and then they're just clapping them through. I'm like, oh, oh, right, okay, oh, yeah, 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 yeah well done. And then we're walking through, I'm like, like, hands out, like, oh, yeah, yeah, cheers. So, yeah, my introduction was, yeah, it was love at first scrum, I guess. That's funny. That's the leggy in you, mate. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, when you get type of there, <laughs> different type of tunnel, <laughs> going to clap them off and yeah. putting the boot in instead. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, when you start playing rugby league, you obviously fall in love with the sport. Did your family, in in doing so, sort of follow and take an interest in the sport as well? Or were you sort of like this black sheep, so to speak, who loved the game, but everyone else was watching Liverpool play? Yeah, yeah. Well, me, um, me, me brothers had. We're, we're obviously, like I say, a bit older, um, but a couple of them had, had come and watched me play. My sisters got dragged a few times, but uh, it was a huge effort from my old man. You know, there was lots going on at school. Uh, there was lots going on at home. And, um, yeah, it was, like, as I'm learning now, when kids are in sport, it's it's pretty non-stop, isn't it? And yeah. You're like a glorified taxi driver. So, <laughs> especially where we were, um, like, there was no one else lived close by so I couldn't like jump in with a mate or whatever it was always just you know how far is the drive from where you were living to training all that sort of stuff like 25 minutes okay and 25 minutes in Sydney is nothing but 25 minutes in England is, is, a, big, is a big deal it's yeah, almost right. like should we get a ho- yeah. should, should we get a hotel kind of thing like it's a it's <laughs> yeah. a long way say your goodbyes yeah 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 like so how so long how long is it from when you started playing to when you were like oh like did they start recognizing you were actually quite good and um, you know, that not necessarily that it was even a career beckon, but just that you were better than most people or than the average player. Oh, look, I, I, I guess, you know, I, I won a few, like, uh, awards growing up um, in those early years um, and got picked for a few teams. But it probably wasn't until sort of like 15, 16 where um was really starting to stand out. So. And did you... Because I've never been good at anything, so I don't know what it feels like in a sporting context to be like, "Oh, dude, I'm like, I'm dominating here." Like, did you? Was, did it come easy? Like, did you have to train extra hard? Like, because obviously there's a balance between working hard, but also like a, an, an ability. Did it come easy to you? Did you feel like you were just able to get it over opposition players? I, I, at first, yeah, like at, at eight, nine, ten, yeah. Um, but then there was a bit more thought went into it, and yeah. as I progressed through the ranks, it was. It definitely like I was a a big eight year old for the like amongst my peers, but then you know as people other people get bigger and go through puberty and all that sort of stuff, um, I had to use my brain a little bit more and, mm. and, and think and you know that sort of fifteen like four yeah like early teens I was a real student of the game like I couldn't get enough like I just loved it so I was I was watching everything I could, um, obviously. Not every game was on TV over there, um, so I'd be, yeah, I'd just be a, like wanting to be across everything. How much visibility do you have for like the NRL when you're at that age, or is it just Super League and are all your heroes Super League players, like guys you looked up to at the time? No, no. Well, Super League was the was the mainstay. 
Uh, and the most important thing, I was a season ticket holder for St. Helens. Um, I'd go and watch every game at home with with my dad as well, like normally after our games. And um, But the NRL was on the radar. like So Sky Sports would have it on over there. I think there was like a couple of games a week. Origin would be on, so... Um, I'd be I'd be across that and um, yeah, used to used to, used to love watching it like 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 loved it and even even from probably before that we'd get like little highlights on. I think they had a program called Trans Worlds of Sports on Channel Four and like mm. th- they'd show like all these little clips from all these different sports around the world and they'd show like a bit of AFL and then a bit of NRL and be like, "Whoa, we get our five minute fix." <laughs> um, but yeah, I was. I was pretty obsessed as a as a youngster, and yeah, like I said, just couldn't get enough. When's the career become a like viable, like something that you can sort of start to believe in? Probably about fifteen. Really, I, I, I was, I was like, yeah, I was on the on the radar of of a few clubs. Signed at St Helens, um, I came on a rugby tour, like a, a English tour over here at fifteen, and that was like we probably treated like professionals, like. All, all my other time I've been at school and training over nighttime or a weekend. And then coming here, that was like almost like, you know, you train in the morning and on the and the afternoon. Mm. Oh, kind of like the idea of this. And yeah, as soon as I could legally sign for St. Helens, I, I did. Um, and then, the yeah, I got offered to go train with, go, to go full time with the first team, at like just, just after my 18th birthday. So, um, yeah, that's, that's when it, when it was really it was all happening yeah yeah it was all happening yeah and obviously there was still a tremendous amount of work to get through but that's when it, you know it, it felt real how do you how do you walk back into school the day after you've signed for St Helens when you're 15 like are you just the man well to be honest like people at school they, they weren't really oh, no one they cared weren't really <laughs> that, they, weren't, they weren't really that bothered because like yeah. we, we had a few lads that were on the books of some like Premier League teams, oh, right. so you know, like they, they didn't end yeah. up, they didn't end up playing for them. But you know that it that was like the more impressive thing was, you know, they they've they, they signed with you know Blackburn or a few were on the books of mm. I think Everton maybe at the time. So, but I remember making my debut at, at seventeen and I was in sixth form. So you made your debut for St Helens at seventeen. Yeah, at seventeen. Yeah. So that's before you actually fully signed. Yeah, yeah, before oh. full time. Yeah. So. That that was a bit, a bit surreal. So yeah, I was in. I think I must have took the day off school on the You'd on so. the Friday, and then <laughs> yeah, I think I was in school on the on the Monday. That was yeah, from Mark, chest, met, yeah. yeah, that was. Bizarre. How how filled out were you at a, as a seventeen oh, year old? It was, like it, it was almost child abuse. So I was not ready to play. <laughs> were you like, playing in the front row? Yeah, I came off the bench in the front row. It was it was so at seventeen. Bad. Yeah, yeah. When you when you look back, and you think like. Like that could have been so dangerous. Like, but they just had a, a load of injuries, um, and yeah, the squad was pretty bare. There's always yeah. something though about the mentality of a 17 year old, though, right? That's yeah, you may not be physically there, but like you're such a, you're almost like a psycho to impress people. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was definitely able to impress. I remember going into that game thinking like, I just don't want to miss any tackles. That's what Mark was my goal. I don't want to yeah. miss any tackles, and I, I was only on for 10 minutes, and I was, I, I don't think I. I've ever been as tired in a game. Just uh, flogged yourself. Just, oh, it just was so fast compared to what I was used to. And yeah. Did you yeah. miss any tackles? No, I didn't. No, okay. I was pretty happy with yeah, that as well. That. Yeah, yeah. What's it like? That must have been quite a cool experience to have like shared with your old man from like, you know, he was obsessed with it. 
got you in there early, the team he loves, all that shit, and then being able to get up there and debut, what was that experience like? Yeah, well, it was very different to what it is now. So, like, now you get, like, presented with your jersey and it's a big deal, but that that didn't happen. You know, they like, now they, they put on a big display for the families and all that. It's huge, but back then it was just... You're making your debut, you and it. obviously I was like I was over the moon, but and so was so so were my parents, but it it, it wasn't the same as what it is now. Yeah. There was no didn't have media managers filming the whole no, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was no in. surprise yeah, yeah, camera yeah, in there. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, you're gonna make your debut today. Yeah. It wasn't. I, yeah, I don't even think the jersey I got was like embroidered to say like it's your debut. It's it was just, just a, it, it was, was just more. just put your boots yeah, on. Yeah, I remember son. like well, um, our kit man just being like. You know, almost a bit like, well, I've got to put print out another jersey because over there it's not, it's not the the one to seventeen. It's you get your own squad number. Ah, okay. So I have to get. I think I was thirty one. Really? Um, did you yeah. share any moment with the old man though before? Like, was did you have anything like that, or is that not like? Was he? I guess was a relationship like that where you yeah. have a moment of being like, holy shit, look at this. I, I, you know what? I actually spoke to him about this a, a, a couple of a couple of days ago, and he remembers just how that that was his his proudest moment mm. um, for him, watching his son make his debut. I can imagine. Um, but but for me, I don't know, it was just, like, it, it's it's certainly up there, and you think back to the time, it was, I don't know, I was probably, uh, probably a lot of self-doubt, mm. probably feeling like I didn't really belong. You know, I'd sort of been rushed into it as a matter, it was due to unfortunate circumstances, so... I don't know. It's it's so long ago. I'm sure yeah. if I was to to go back and and really think about it, I, I'd yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty probably. In fact, the overwhelming emotion would have been nerves. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than excitement or pride, it would have just been nerves. It's pr- and I guess as well, like from the it's probably more like the, from a, from your old man's perspective, it's far more of a visceral experience because he's you know lived a whole life and then he's yeah. seen you grow up and it's like. Yeah, it's, it, it smacks you in the face a lot more than when you're just like mm. shitting your pants, basically. Yeah, yeah. If, for him, no doubt, it would have been it would have been amazing. But you know, the the best thing about my dad is that he wasn't doing it for that. Like, no, he he, he was never taking me to to make my debut in Super mm. League or play in the NRL or or play for England. He was doing it because he, he obviously seen something in me that I just loved it. Mm. Um, and he was never one. He he was like. Again, thinking back after when you have reflection on your career, he was so good for me. Like he never coached me, he never told me what to do. He only he only ever gave me one bit of advice, and he just said to and it was pretty early on in the piece of, of me starting to play. He said, "Son, don't let me ever see you tie your bootlaces on a field because it really pisses me off." Do what? Tie your bootlaces. So oh. he used to, his pet hate was watching professional players have to tie their laces so he just he he would fume he was like i don't get it what do you mean what if they well, they come undone what do you yeah, you just leave well, them undone well you he, he made me put electrical tape oh so you over them. gotcha so, so get prepped yeah. sorry yeah yeah prep so yeah yeah, yeah. that was the one thing <laughs> he, he never told me about like you know he'd always say like oh well done for, yeah, yeah, yeah but he'd never be like oh you need to do this or more of this <laughs> Just don't let me see you with those laces untied. <laughs> you, did they ever come undone once? No. You go to time and go, no, 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 no. I used to, I used to cake them in tape, <laughs> cake them in it. Never coming undone. <coughs> no. You're saying Definitely how not. you um, 
like maybe your overwhelming feeling when you first debuted was like you didn't belong or you know did, I guess obviously nerves but yeah you didn't feel like you were belo- you belonged in that sort of environment how long did it take for the, you to feel like you did I don't think I ever did you never did no really no I think that your whole but, career yeah yeah what yeah, do you reckon I, I always about? I always felt like confident in my ability I always said this as well, like when I was like a teenager, I'd say, oh, I want to make it. I don't really know what that meant, but I never treated myself like I'd made it. Mm. So I think, yeah, I don't, I always felt like I needed to prove myself. Interesting. Always, always always felt that, like I never felt like I'm comfortable or belong. Yes, I had confidence in my ability and I always, you know, thought that I could go out there and do an excellent job, but I I never felt like comfortable comfortable at all how much do you think that helped your career having that sort of attitude i suppose where you never rested on your laurels you never just went out there with the expectation that you were going to dominate that you know you had to work for everything you got yeah probably probably was quite beneficial i imagine just having that mindset of no i don't belong yet i've got to keep proving myself and obviously you know my attitude throughout my career you know there's there's times where it's more focused and, and less focused and it's just human nature, but yeah, I never, and I'd like to think I never took my position for granted. Now, not to take a turn to negative town, <laughs> but I'm about to. How many grand finals did you lose before? Because I know you won one like at the end. I know there was the yarn around you losing grand finals before you came to the NRL, but then doing some research, there was like you won one off the bench, and I was like, I thought you never won any until you. No, we we. Well, when I was playing for St. Helens, we, we won the grand final in 2006. And you were playing? And I was playing, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That makes we're me feel better. Yeah. I was like, this poor bastard. No, so then we, some grand we lost 07, 8, 9, 10, <laughs> oh 11, 12, and 14. <laughs> and then yeah. won one in 2020. 20? But yeah. I don't know. But, but obviously as well, during that time at St. Helens, we won a couple of Challenge Cups, which is a... Can you explain a, the difference there? For people that don't understand. Oh right, the so the Challenge Cup is a a, a knockout competition, mm. but it's it's got credibility. It's not just some because I think the AFL tried to bring something <coughs> not too dissimilar. They had a preseason comp. Yeah, but this is in season. There's a lot of prestige, a lot of history around it. Like there is value to it. You play the final at Wembley Stadium in front mm. of like eighty thousand people, so yep. it's not just some tokenistic cup. It's like yeah. the FA Cup equivalent, exactly yeah. like the FA Cup. So any like all the local amateur teams enter there. The, the beginning round. So so amateurs can be playing like full-blown St. Helens. If, if they get through, yeah. If they get through. Holy hell. I think it has happened, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah, where they've gone on a bit of a run, beat a Division One team, and then they get the draw against one of the big dogs. Far out. Jesus Christ. How was that 2006 grand final? How old were you then? You would have uh, been quite I think young. I was I just turned 20. Okay. Yeah, I just turned 20. And to be honest, I kind of just... We had an amazing year that year. We, we won... We won the Challenge Cup, we le- le- top of the league, grand final. And then the following season as well, we, we beat the Brisbane Broncos in the in World the, Cup Challenge yeah. in 2007. You're kind of just thinking, and then we won the Challenge Cup that year as well. And you're just thinking, well, it's it going to keep... Well, it's going to we'll, cruise. Yeah, 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 we'll see you at Old Trafford and yeah. we'll be lifting it up again. And Same thing in a way, and probably... How many yeah. so how many straight years after? Oh six, you lost a seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. And then you with obviously came in and lost twelve with Bulldogs and fourteen with Bulldogs. What's that experience like? Because obviously you're in a successful side, right? So it's not like you're the Tigers who just are shit, no disrespect. But like 
you're in a successful team, really good, but you're just like you just cannot seem to get over the line. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating looking back. Like mm. it, it's it never leaves. Yeah, like it, it is frustrating looking back. There's one of those games in particular. And you just I was going to ask, is there one where it's like yeah, it, it was it, it was the, it was the last <laughs> one. It was the 2011 one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> you just go like we we just shouldn't have lost. We. We lost like three outside backs in the last twenty minutes, and uh, then just capitulated. Who are you playing? Leeds. I mean, oh, in in those grand finals as well. That we lost at St Helens. Okay. Four were to Leeds. Right, and, and you are trials. We there was a big rivalry between yeah. the, between us. Yeah, we're not not local rivals, but that we were the two, two best teams, teams at the time, yeah. and. Yeah. Like a Melbourne Manly thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. The Manly I, Seagulls fan. I, I know, yeah. yeah. And then one of them was against our arch rivals, Wigan, coached by Michael Maguire at the time. That, that was pretty tough to take. But but you know, they, they were an amazing side at the time. So, you know, you, you're playing at St. Helens and you're losing these grand finals, unfortunately. But when, when does your focus start to shift to the NRL? Was it always on your horizon or was it something that, you know, a scout came over or, or a player manager came over and approached you. How did that all unfold? So what happened, I, I, when I was growing up in England, I'd never really been on, I don't think I'd ever been on a plane before. Uh, we'd drive to France for family holidays, but then I got picked in this representative team for under 15s to come and play over here. We had like a tour in New Zealand and Australia. And I remember coming to Australia, we, we would have been somewhere in Queensland because I remember them being like these sort of like man-made canals and just being like, whoa, this is so, and it was, it was, it would have been winter over here because we came in like July or August mm. and just being like, wow. And my obsession level for NRL then was, was through the roof. Like went home, I bought like so much gear, like went home with just, a <laughs> yeah. Who just the, merch. Uh, who was the team then? Like the NRL Just team. everyone. Yeah, right. I, I just, just loved it. it. Yeah, just loved it. I think I had, I think I got like uh, a Dragons jersey because I, I uh, loved Mundine and Blacklock. Yeah. Uh, Great selection. Param- Parramatta one, a New South Wales one. So you're uh, a Blues fan at least. What else? I, I think I had some, yeah, areas. a couple, yeah, I, I can't remember. So no, exactly. nothing, nothing from the Seagulls. No, no Seagulls. I was waiting for you to yeah, say yeah, Sorry, lads, sorry. Maybe Yeah, well, basically I remember thinking then, like, oh, if the opportunity ever comes, to, it, or if you dare to dream about your career and you mm. go, well, yeah, forget the opportunity to play in the NRL, I'm going to take it. So, yeah, I um, started my career at St. Helens. Things were going well. It was coming up to, like, contract time. And I, yeah, I'd, I'd, sorry, I'd re-signed, and then I always thought, right, at the end of this, I'm going to go. I'm going to go, but they'd sign me. To, that would have been nine. Se- that would that was my ninth season at St Helens. One more season, you get a testimonial. You do ten years. Mm. I was like, fuck, would have been handy. But I was like, no, nah, I'm going. So, how old are you at that stage? I think I was 25 or just about to turn 20. So, oh yeah, I was 25. So we came out here on a Four Nations tour at the end of 2010. Um, I'd already met. Um, my agent or manager, Dave Riolo, before that, I I had a, a personal relationship with him through one of the players at St. Helens. Um, and he's like, oh, look, I'll believe you coming over. I'll look after you, go for a few clubs. Um, so I did. 
after after that tour had finished and what clubs? Uh, who did we meet? Met with Roosters, Bulldogs. Shock horror. Um, yeah, there's a couple others. I think Tigers we met with. Um, didn't didn't think about going with Tigers. Oh, th- thought about it. Yeah, yeah, thought about it. Um, <laughs> Crossed your mind. Who else? I can't. I can't remember who else. What, what What experience is that like? Are they whining and dining you? Like are they? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're making they, you feel nice yeah, and warm they're, and fuzzy. They're out to impress. It, but mm. I, mate, it's, it's so different over here from from the Super League. And I was so naive. Like I was just yeah. Because because over there as well, it's like it's it's the owners. That are the chairman, but over here it's different. And like the sit, C- I'm like meeting the CEOs. I'm like, who's who? like trying to figure out who's who in the zoo, you know? Like, <laughs> like I- I'm just trying to be myself as well, yeah, yeah. but like, this is who I am. But you know, you're meeting like important people. I'm just like, Fuck. and I'm just this fucking kid from Liverpool as well, really. Like, you're getting wined and dined. Yeah. Probably, I'd hate to think what I wore to some of these restaurants because <laughs> I'm fucking just a scrubber. <laughs> like, but yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and then I went back, went back home and. Yeah, it's some. Yeah, basically the the bulldogs were were in pretty ke- like they they were the, the keenest. Mm. I'd have some some really good conversations with Todd Greenberg, the CEO at the time. Um, this would have been pre Des announcing yeah, yeah. he was leaving. Hey, yeah. did you know? Were they like no, his? mate? I I had zero idea. So I signed under Kevin Moore. Um, it, uh, like it's signed, sealed, delivered. Mm. I, I did have some like medical stuff they needed to like check out, but it was all it was all it was all done. Yeah, I'd done. Um, I'm watching from over there, like watching like every bulldog game pretty much. And then, yeah, Kevin Moore got sacked. I'm like, okay, yeah, this right, is the coach who I and we'd <laughs> had we'd had a bit of interaction, but not a heap. And then he's gone. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, stay positive, stay positive. Are you on the so phone to your blow over to the agent going, mate, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, I, th- I think I was like, oh, who's going to be the coach? And, you know, I'm like looking up like NRL news, like Google searching that all the time, like looking at the Telegraph website, like trying to find, you know, there's all these mm. rumours who's going to be, like, you, you know, like the speculation is now. Mm. There's also, and actually at the time, um, Daniel Anderson, who had me at St. Helens, was was in the line for the job and I was like, oh, that'd be great. Mm. Like, loved the gaffer. He was, he was, he was so good for me in, yep. in those impressionable years. He did, like, I owe a lot to Daniel Anderson. He was, he was amazing. So I was like, oh, I, I hope Daniel gets it. Like, that'd be amazing. Like, you know, he knows who I am. Like, he, he was great for me. It'd be great again. But then, yeah, obviously, I think I watched that, that grand final and then, bang, the, the news is coming out. And like, people are asking me, did you know? I'm like, <laughs> were you happy saying that like you, it was Des Hazler at that point like yeah. it was like oh this has kind of turned out for the best here it, it, it was I was I was made up I was like oh that, that's great we've got the, the grand final winning coach yeah. like he's, he obviously knows what he's doing I um it was a tough time for us by the way yeah but yeah, that was a, it yeah. was a really tough time sort of Josh, Josh Perry was at St. Helens as well and he was like mate you're gonna love him yeah. I was like oh okay I'll yeah. take your word for it so yeah um, but there was no Things were like radio silent. Like there was not, there wasn't much communication. Um, to be fair as well, like I had a, uh, England were playing at the end of the season, so I was trying to concentrate on that. And um, yeah, flew over here and yeah, met 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 Des. He's an interesting character. 
Very. Very interesting character. Very. And then you come straight out and you're in a grand final straight away. Like, was it a... You obviously haven't spent a whole lot of time in Australia, though. So, like, what was it like? Did it take some getting used to or it's or was it a relatively easy transition? Oh, no. Did you have a family with you or anything? Uh, no, my, my, my partner came with me. Um, yeah, she, she was she was really good for me. Mm. Um, like, just... I, I'd only ever really lived, like, just quite close to me mum and dad. So, I, I'd be the kid that would, like... Know, rock up with mum and dad. Hi, great to see you. Can you just do that washing for me, please? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. All that sort of stuff. So it really taught me, that, like, I had to grow up and, and pretty quick. Um, and yeah, just the, the subtle differences. Um, and yeah, geez, I went through some sunscreen. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you, I mean, I'm shocked that your manager hasn't cut you some sort of sponsorship. Yeah, and I was, like. I was pushing for that, but yeah, I, geez, that. That that was that took some adjusting. Yeah, for, just for the, the heat si- generally. Just the heat in. Yeah, and, and and he oh like I'd never trained with sun cream on before. Oh yeah, <laughs> that first preseason must yeah, have been yeah, hell on earth. That first preseason. <laughs> oh my god! And, and obviously as well, it's got. We, the, the bulldogs are known for training hard, mm. but I think Dez took it to another level. Right. Yeah. But, so it it was good in a way though because everyone was everyone was suffering. Mm. So it was mutual suffering together. It wasn't just like, oh, this is the standard practice. It was like, oh, no, every, this is and everyone bad. was on edge. So I was like, but, yeah, it was, and I remember thinking, like, this is, like, way ahead of what I'd done at St. Helens. Just because over there as well, the, the seasons are so long, the preseasons are so short, mm. and it's cold. A lot of the time, like, pitches are frozen over. So, like, don't get me wrong, they train hard, but they just don't get to do it for the length of time yeah I just remember thinking like fuck this is going on forever yeah. what are they about then, four months pre-seasons well <laughs> start, I started just um, I came here in early December was going in for a few weight sessions like meet the lads I think we went on a trip to Kayama um, but no running and then yeah it was like January, February play a trial in March like eight week block but mm. that for me is like that was just that was more than double I'd ever done before because in previous years at St. Helens, I'd, we'd start back in January and you're p- playing a trial in week two of January. You, so like, you come back in January, playing a trial a, a week later? Two weeks later, Two weeks yeah. later. And then the first game of the season, start the first week in Feb. So really, pre-season, it's just, you know, you, you, it's, it's, on, it's on you to be ready for pre-season. So we go away with the internationals, finish that, have a break, but train in the break. And then, yeah, start back in January, basically two, three weeks, play a trial, week off, ready to play, right? Away What's the better, I mean, I assume in terms of like, not just, obviously the experience is way worse doing an NRL preseason, but like, is there, is there a happy medium between the two or do you think that the NRL approach is a better approach? <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's hard to say. I, I think probably a happy medium. Yeah. Um, some of those lads that start the 1st of November... <laughs> That's that's a that's, long that's like long November, story. December, January. Like yeah, they get two weeks off at Christmas, but <laughs> I don't know. Like it, that, it, yeah. It, if you if you go to a club where they like the, the training is really intense and and, and up tempo, yeah, that for me it'd just be hell. You know. Well, you're I assume you're also trying to make a good impression. Oh, absolutely. So it's yeah, like you're yeah. also going as hard as you possibly yeah, can. To yeah, I, I I was I was trying to like you know I, it well everyone was trying to impress. Yeah. But even more so if you're coming from yeah, the Super yeah, League. And yeah. There's so, yeah, there was obviously a bit of, I guess, a bit of stigma around yeah. it. English, Super League, you know. Yeah. 
not quite sure. Yeah. And yeah, the, this new this new coach is in, which who's yeah, everyone's trying to impress. That almost makes it a little better, doesn't it, for you? And everyone's yeah, trying looking, to get impressed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what's the like? Just back to Super League slightly, but like you going right? Like you've got you're leaving this team, and you're the sort of you're the guy that's been hit up to go play Super League. What's that like? Where you're sort of going later, later, guys? I'm going to play <laughs> with the big boys comp. No, no, no disrespect. <laughs> no, it it, it it wasn't like that. Um, like I. I a lot of a lot of friends that sorry a lot of lads in that St Helens team. I we we grown up together. Like we came through the ranks together. Um, and they they probably knew my ambition. There was a lot of piss taking going on. Like when you know there was innuendo about oh it's not innuendo but like um chatter like, about whether chatter yeah. about whether it was what I was going to do or whether it was going to stay because St Helens were really keen for me to stay. Um, so yeah, there was just just pretty much banter. But yeah. Yeah, they were. But do you think it's the ambition of most players to make it to the NRL? But there's maybe just not the standard isn't isn't quite there. So there's like it's the, the cream of the crop that are the ones that are getting scouted. I I don't think it's it, like I say, England's a it's very different. Like we're, we're similar, but we're so different as well. Like the the culture of being like I said, like being twenty minutes away is a big deal for a lot of people in England. Mm. Where over here it's nothing, mm. and most a lot of people like live in the same town they grew up in and there's nothing wrong with that but like the idea of coming to australia where you're so far away from that close-knit family group it, it, it puts a lot of people off and it's not just you that's coming with partners and kids and stuff as well so that can be a a deterrent and, the, and to be fair as well a lot of the clubs are smart over there they know the best players are going to be approached by the nrl so they're constantly like upgrade and extend upgrade and extend and then they've got the carrot of the testimonial as well so if you make your debut at 19 or 20 if you stay at that club till 29 30 you get this testimonial at the, and the end. testimony is that where you so they just you get a bunch of cash <coughs> well you get a, you get a year to host events and play a game you get all the res gate receipts from the game and Sheesh. then you can do like all these events so and it, it used to be tax-free but it's not anymore Devo. so like that, so if you can if you can imagine if you if you make your debut at nineteen, you sign you you've got a couple of years. You sign, oh well, you know you you're thinking oh, I'll go to the NRL in my sort of mid twenties. Then they sign you again. You go really well, but then they upgrade and extend you to like mm -hmm. that nine year mark. It's like well, and then they have the carrot yeah, of the, the testimonial. Yeah. So that was a big I, that was big for you saying no to that then. Uh, yeah, well, I, I ju it was for me. It was just. I, yeah, it, that it's not what it's not what was motivating me. Money is the is the money without having to go into specifics, but like drastically different for you. Was it from St Helens to the NRL? Was it like were you getting significantly more? I, I was getting slightly more, right? Slightly more. So not not a crazy difference. No, not crazy yeah. difference. No. no, no. At the time, it was it was slightly more, but uh, but uh, like I was told, like if you come out here and play really well. Mm. Like that's when you. That's when you can. That's when you can be. Well, you did play really well. That's also must have been quite a. Uh, well, like quite a satisfying feeling of how quickly you came in and were like one of the best players in the competition. Yeah, well, I, that was my that was my goal to, to come over here. I wasn't just coming over here to just make up the numbers. I, I wanted to be successful, and um, I wanted the club I was at to be successful as well. Like I'm a pretty passionate guy. Like I care. Mm. Uh, I care about. My level of performance and the team, the team that I'm representing's level of performance as well. So, uh, I want I wanted to do that, and probably my style was a a little bit different. 
compared to you know the traditional front rower. But I, what do you think that difference is for people that don't necessarily understand the? Yeah, nuance? so I guess the the traditional front rower would be, you know, like a, a battering ram, like basically just human you, shield. You, you use their brute force to get the team forward and, and out of trouble, and um, like I needed to do that at times, but I didn't have. I didn't have the the physicality or the genetic potential to be the strongest player. But what I did have, I had a work ethic. I was, I'd like to think I was one of the best conditioned. I, I worked on my footwork. I I understood the game, and I had. I th- I think I had a decent level of skill and an understanding mm. of the game. And also, I encouraged my teammates to exploit areas of opposition's weakness, which would be through a pass but they had to I had to they had to earn sorry I had to earn their trust in me then I'm not going to throw them a shocker mm. so there's a lot of work that that goes into that but that was that was me it was more footwork and skill rather than just a pure battering ram um, which you know at, at that time probably wasn't as in vogue as, as what it is now. It became like the thing of like the out the back to you. Was that the sort of thing? They're like yeah. out the back of the thing to you and then you'd give the pass and it was like the whole Des yeah, Hazard well, attacking well, it, it wasn't. It wasn't just me, to be fair. It, it Like Des, I, I used to do that play a lot in England um, and 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 Des was, was happy for us as a group to do it. So it wasn't um, like a Des idea necessarily as much oh, as it I was. Think, I, I can't remember how it sort of, Des been stealing, riding on your coattails. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember how it actually it came <laughs> about, but there was, there, was, there was yeah, yeah. He's been claiming that. Yeah, Des, Des has <laughs> been just saying quietly. There was myself, Cassiano, uh, Tolman had decent hands. Corey Payne, Dave Fanukin came through. We, we were all comfortable with the ball, and um, Cassiano was, was was very good. So he he like it, I think he he was always that short passer as well a little bit. So I think. What Des did was he, he saw where our strengths were and it, and how to exploit opposition through a, a short passing game or or out the back to then you know Frankie Pitchard on an edge was, um yeah it, it it seemed to work well and we we were all comfortable we all trusted each other we all knew our roles, um and yeah that's where I guess it it, it took off and and sort of what I was known for when I first came. What footy do you play with over there in Super League? Is it? It's not a stadium, is it? Yeah, yeah. It is a stadium. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you felt comfortable with the stadium in the hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The monopoly on the market. Yeah, monopoly yeah. on the market. Yeah. I was just wondering if it was like a Kookaburra Duke sort of situation <laughs> where uh, yeah, yeah, James yeah. came over and really liked the way the stadium moved through the air. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, that's interesting. You were saying before that you never felt like you truly belonged, but like this kid who grows up in Liverpool, plays for St. Helens, dominates, wins a man of steel, and comes to the NRL, which is like the Premier League of, of Rugby League, and he won the Dallium front row of the year. Was that 2014? That, that was 14. Yeah. yeah. Even then, were you lot like, mate, I'm... Yeah, look, look I... Did you ever get high on your own supply? You ever <laughs> yeah. sit there and be like, look, I'm pretty good. I'm yeah. doing all right. Even like, just to yourself. Quiet moment in the shower. Fuck, I'm good. I remember... <laughs> I, no, 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 not like that. I remember just singing like, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm, I'm, ha- I'm I'm really happy with how today went like yeah. playing in a game. But yeah, yeah. I'd like to think I never took it for granted though. It was yeah. Like, right. What's what's next? Yeah. Yeah. Like what's what's next? What's impressive the, what's the next though. Job? Very impressive. How did you find the physicality? Is there a massive difference in physicality? Because there's like some of these Islander boys are so big and strong. And do you have to enjoy it? 
Because I just couldn't think of anything worse, right? Like, I, I assume the adversarial nature has to be something you kind of want. I, I guess, for me, it was always like, well, what's the alternative? Like, yeah, what else don't play. Don't, yeah, don't play. Like, <laughs> people say that about, like, oh, you played so many games. I'm like, well, what else was I supposed to do? <laughs> like, yeah, you did get through it. Like, you got what, over 400. What was the final number? I, I, I genuinely don't know. Because it's 400 something, but like... 423, I think. Everyone's somewhere. here, Cam Smith this, Cam Smith that. And here's James Graham yeah. doing much tougher work. Tougher work. <laughs> in the middle. Tougher work. Yeah. Cam, Cam's technically like in the middle, but like, you know. But yeah, the, but, but coming over he's here, hiding behind people. Yeah. <laughs> but coming over here, there, there was a there was a, a clear jump in class. Right. Um, as, you know, back home, the there's not as much talent playing. We don't, like talented athletic people. Um, so there's a big difference between the best and the worst. But over here, I found the competition a lot more even. It was like, so it was a it was a week to week real tough competition mm. where you had to be, you know, knocking out sort of eight or nines a, a week in, in order to to try and play well and really focus in on the job. And um, we're back home. There was a couple of teams that, not you, you had to respect, but you could get them beaten in, in the first 15, 20 minutes and right, sort of put the cue on the rack a little bit. Mm. Now. Obviously, as we've said, you know, the, the grand final didn't go f your way in 2012 or 2014. What's the difference in a Mad Monday from, like, a grand final celebration to a loss? Like, what's that sort of... Do, do you, is there a point in the evening where you go, all right, who cares, let's just rip and tear? I think it, it, it's it's certainly... Just, yeah, you, you do end up having, having a, a, a decent time, but just... Just pretty in the air. Pretty def deflating. I feel like you relive it in your mind. <laughs> yeah. Every time nah, nah. Like I, I, I think you like just go like, like <laughs> what Whitney Houston didn't, we almost have it all. You know? like, <laughs> so close. So close. Again. Bastard. And again. Bastard. Which do you think was the best <clears throat> team you played in at the Bulldogs, the 2012 or 2014? Or like which grand final hurt more? Or are they both? Oh, mate, they, they all hurt equally. Yeah. It's hard to differentiate. But they were just like you just had you came like they're both good teams. Was there one that you the, know the, you felt like the season deserved yeah, the premiership? The probably, more? probably the, the season of 2012 was, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We um, it was a surprise really because I don't think anyone Picture anyone her. fancied us at the start. Obviously, Des came in, but um, no, that was that was a tough one. But I mean, that's it, it's, yeah. it's a tough competition, and the stars have got a lot of line, and you've got to get things to go your way. and yeah, I guess that's life. It's football, but you know, uh, I think again in, in reflection, probably pretty. I don't like the word proud, but um, yeah, pretty happy that we, we showed the all the, all the teams that I played for showed the character to, to to get up and keep going and and carry on and come back next year. It must have been in interest it must have been interesting like you make the grand final for the bulldogs in 2012 you're this kid from liverpool now you're in the bankstown area very multicultural we've put we've talked to josh reynolds before we've interviewed him and he was talking about how in the lead up to the grand final i can't remember which year it was was it 14. I think it might have been 12. Might have been 12. He was saying, like, they went out. He went out onto the streets the night before, and all was, the streets yeah. were closed, and people have got drums going and that flares. Was, that like was 14. Yeah. Where it was just bananas. Was that? You must have been like, yeah, where am I? We didn't have anything like that. <laughs> yeah. So, but obviously, like, you basically in England, you'd, you'd turn up to the, to the ground, and there'd be fans waiting for it, at, like Old Trafford, 
where, where the game is going to be all Wembley. You know, two hours before kickoff. You're like, oh. Look at the, yeah, the, the, the like, grand final week. Go to training on the Monday, and you know our little local coffee shop that we went to, Joe Bell's. We can't get a park. We can't <laughs> get anywhere. It's like, fucking hell. what are all these people doing here? Mm. Like, game's not till Sunday, guys. Like, <laughs> chill out. But they were just loving it. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, people would show us videos of, like the night time, just going just, psycho, just going nuts. Like, yeah, I remember Josh like, told some story of him like riding on the roof of cars, yeah, and like yeah, lifting think, him up well, and just like all I think this he was the only shit. one that actually lived in Belmore, so Reynolds will just yeah, he'd go for a cruise and yeah, yeah, ride the wave. <laughs> I bet. What was the uh, um, I guess just the general sort of like celebratory atmosphere of a rugby league club? Like, what's that? Like, is there any difference from, you know, coming from from over there or to here or just generally, like, what are the, your memories of those times? Because I think sometimes they can be, if, I feel like these days a bit of it can be overly scrutinised or, you, I mean, certainly around your Mad Mondays, people were looking for to try and catch you out. But what were your sort of good memories of, of those times? Oh, well, like, when it comes to, to, to Mad Mondays, like, no one cares about that in England. Like, you just... Uh, bunch of random men in a pub having a beer on a Monday yep. but there's a few local characters as well which was always fun to, to chat with we actually had one we we were in this in this pub in St. Helens and um, th- there was a like it was, it was Monday like midday and then they started setting up for this wake like a <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like oh we'll go and they were like no no just stay <laughs> We're all eating sandwiches, and <laughs> they, oh, the, the family were made up. It was some, he was like, "No, no, he was a big Saints fan. He would have loved this." <laughs> oh my so, god! Uh, um, yeah, in a pub called the Grove. It's not there anymore. <laughs> it's nice you could have well, done yeah. that for him. That's nice. Yeah. So the, yeah, the fact like we were all like, oh, like it wasn't me. I think it was like a few of the sensible heads were like, "Right, come on, lads, we're going." But then, yeah, no, 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 just just stay. So yeah, we stick around. We stayed. And right, free yeah. sandwiches. I think you can't send that. Sent someone off, but oh man, I've got I've got so many fond memories from from all my times there. I, yeah, there was some some difficult times. Mm. Some, but I think there's benefit of, of hardship, and yeah, there's some moments there that I guess you, you didn't enjoy, but. That's just that's just part of it. I think it. it I don't necessarily like. N- no one goes through life with a red carpet, and it's all, you know, all pats on the back, and mm. it's all positive. You got to go through some of those shit times to to realize who you are and and, and improve as a person, and 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 also and also you realize who who's actually there for you as well. So, um, but yeah, the, I had so many good times. Like, like I say, just you know, grew up a pretty normal life and then I got to come over here and, and, and play a sport that I love um, play a sport that I love in England we went to America and played like I've had some I've had some unbelievable times and it's yeah I, I'm forever grateful for, for what the game has has given me the opportunities it presented to me and it, the opportunities that it's going to look like to continue pres- to present me as well did you win a Man of Steel? I did yeah yeah, for those that live under a rock, it's the Dalian of the Super League. Many do many fr- like forwards win that award? Front rowers? Is it? Is it? It's because I mean, it doesn't really happen in Australia. Tamalola is like the one that comes to mind as like the biggest dude who's ever 
Does it, have many forwards won it over there, or are you a bit of an outlier uh, think, in that I sense? I think I think there's a couple. Yeah, there's been a couple of. How, how old, far into your career was it when you won that? I think I was 23. Jeez, so like not long into the career, you're the best player in Super League. Well, yeah. As the as the award would suggest. As the award would suggest. Mm. That's that's incredible. Do yeah, you, I, well, you, uh, I, I was I was really I was really pleased with that because it, it's not one of the, it's not like the three two well, back then. It wasn't a three two one. It was a vote. So it was, yeah, it was pretty cool to get voted by your peers. And so the peer, pe- right? Yeah. So they all vote. So yeah, it. you yeah you basically you got um yeah, you do your three two one yeah. at, at the end like a, I think a, a week before the season finishes, every team gets like a bunch of papers, and then they you can't vote for anyone in your own team. So oh, that's that cool. So that's like wow. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty, like... What do you do with that? What's, what is the Man of Steel? What's it look like? Uh, you get a trophy. You get a trophy. Yeah, it's in mum and dad's hallway now. Oh, yeah? Like a lot of the other things, yeah. <laughs> is that where all your, your sort of awards go? Um, yeah, I think mum and dad have got most of them. Yeah. The other ones that are... I'm not really one of them lads that's got, like, memorabilia around the house. I've got a f- few things in the office, but... Nothing crazy. I don't know. I don't need a piece of metal to remind me of... The good times. Did your old man show it off? Did he get his mates over from the pub and go, look at this? <laughs> Check this thing out. Check I this thing out, mate. No, they, they they just they treat me pretty normally. Like yeah. you know, it's in it's in the hallway as you as you walk in, but like it's just in amongst all like other random trophies from when I was like fifteen, sixteen, so I'd gesture to it. Mm. If I was your old man, I'd be like Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get the boys over and Get the boys over. So Bulldogs for five years, I think, off the top of the head. Six, maybe? Yeah, five or six, yeah. And then on to St. George Dragons. How how did that decision come to come to be? Was it was it a difficult one to make or just a, another step in the journey? No, look, at the at the time it the the dogs were under a tremendous amount of salary cap pressure. Um and it was suggested to me I needed to go. Okay. Interesting. Um, I don't know how much you would like want to get into that sort of a, but like being there five years, two grand finals, you know, all the things as well. Captain, how does that play out? Like without naming who it is, but like, are they just, they suggest that you should go, which basically means if you don't, we're going to get rid of you. No, because legally, like I guess, like fundamentally I could have stayed. I I was contract, I was contracted to stay for another year. But, um, and, I, the Bulldogs, we were going to miss the finals for the first time in my, since my time there. I was pretty determined to want to be a part of the solution. Mm. And then, yeah, like I say, it was probably suggested to me, like, it was more, we need you to go rather than we'd like you to go ba- based on the, the salary cap. Can uh, you say who makes that suggestion or you prefer uh, not to out them? No, no, well, it... it no, I, I'd, I'd prefer yeah, not yeah, to. That's fine. That's um, fine. But it, like, they, like basically, it was like, look, we, 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 we're way over the cap for next year. Yeah. So how does it? Are you like, okay? How the fuck that happened? Like, are well, you like when well, you're probably asking probably me to like, go? kind of be like, well, that's not my problem. Yeah. But then, I, I sort of, I thought about it and was like, well, yeah, maybe it's maybe maybe it's time for a change. But 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 I think it's important that I never went seeking a change. Yeah, maybe in in hindsight I needed one, um, and it did me a lot of good. But 
yeah, when I was, yeah, I was I was pretty good to 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 be leaving. Yeah. Um. And yeah, but but again, I, like I understood it. I took it like a man, and like I was I was very upset when I was like I, I remember that the f- the final game and like announcing it to my teammates. I was waterworks. Mm. Like I was I was gutted. I can still I can still remember being in that changing room and yes, they said like, "Oh, James has got a a few words," and I I think most people knew it was coming, but I don't know if they just thought, "Oh, it's the last game of the season." He's just gonna thank everyone, but. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Like I say this all the time. Like the it's a made up game with made up rules, but <laughs> it makes grown men cry. Yeah, and it's it's so it's so bizarre. Because even now, like looking back, like why would you why would you get overly emotional over that? You just you're still saying everyone it's just you just moving yeah, around yeah, the organization, you just, you just but, it on, there, right? but it does. But it does. It, 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 I, I was yeah, I was waterworks in in that in that changing room at the end of the game. How long did it take to like get the sour taste out of your mouth of that experience? Yeah, I, it's it's one of them where you just like you you let everyone know so it's a weight off. Uh, and actually, that that last game was against the Dragons, the team I was going to. So it was, that was. Oh, you already knew you were going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already I'd already agreed to go to the Dragons, but I was trying to keep it as, as quiet quiet as possible. But you know, it's funny. I was talking to someone about that the other day. That like, so media speculation was, oh, James Graham's going to the Dragons. They knew before I knew, because <laughs> I got asked. I was like, yeah. "No, I've not spoke to them. I, I promise you, now I've not spoke to them." What they, what they knew, well, what they knew is that they were going to talk to you. That the Bulldogs were met, like the Bulldogs' cap was a mess. They knew that the Dragons needed a front rower, and someone from the Dragons had said, "Yeah, of course we'd like James Graham." Yeah, so right. they've just gone, and that's well, been bad. Yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. it is. Because yeah. <coughs> they do the deal for you, yeah. seriously. Well, like it, it you know, they, they've it doesn't take. Einstein to figure it out, like because it was so late in the piece as well. You know, for, for salary cap yeah. and stuff, there's only a, you know that that was probably for me the the disappointing thing is I felt like I didn't have the time to 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 process the fact I was gonna I was gonna leave. I felt a bit rushed, mm. um, but you know, I, again, I I didn't leave the club bitter or or resenting them or pissed off like could it have been handled be- could it have been handled in a way that suited me better yeah but at the same time i understood the positions of the people that were making those calls calls and responsible for those calls why perhaps they weren't you know giving me the information that that would have suited me yeah. like they were they had their reasons and i looking back i respect those reasons selfishly i would have liked to have known do you think it's selfish longer. though like it's not really selfish on your part isn't it? like it's the salary caps yeah. mismanaged to a point that they've let it get so out of control they've got to like late notice sort of ask you to go yeah but it's not you being selfish as much no Sometimes i feel like well. nrl clubs get a pass where it's like they're all good to move on players mm. and to move on coaches but if a player wants to move early or a coach is like then they're sort of made to seem like pariahs and, you know. Yeah. But the NRL clubs seem to be able to just sort of go, well, this is, sorry. Yeah, no, look, I, I, I get it, but, I, like, I, I don't want to focus on that. Sure. You know what I mean? Because I think that... I yeah, just want you to like, call yourself selfish. I don't no, think okay, yeah. Well, yeah. No, I mean, well, yeah, from my point of view, I would have liked to have known a lot earlier. Yeah. And then, you know, 
Selfish bastard. I would have, yeah, selfish, <laughs> selfish Yeah, you know, selfish. like... The skipper, no doubt. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? give me, give me time to, to, to process it. Yeah. And, and like, I am a... I like a plan. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, like, you know, so there was a, a couple of options there. Went, met with um, Paul McGregor, who was... I, I loved meeting him. Mm. Like, he really... He was the one that, that sold the club and the vision to me. Um, how does How does that go? Like, is this, is this, do you go out for dinner or lunch? Do you go in for a meeting? Like, how is the vision sold? We've well, talked in the past about maybe uh, coaches use PowerPoint presentations. Is there anything like that? Like, was there star wipes, star wipes and stuff? Yeah, well, look, I, I was very conscious of I didn't want to be seen with them. By the media, by, yeah. By anyone. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I didn't the, want, the grainy I, yeah. Nokia 3315 yeah, yeah. I, I was I was very conscious of that. So I was like... You can come over to my house. Yeah, like come come over here because the yeah, and I'm not saying anything. And obviously, there's already rumors uh, rumors out there. But it's like, look, I'd appreciate if you guys don't. And I get why clubs do that. With the, oh, let's meet somewhere. They'll get someone to snap a photo. It's positive PR for them. Shows their fans and members that they're trying to trying to trying to acquire some talented players. So you reckon that's all clubs when you see a grainy footage of Reed potentially Marnie, like in a Chinese restaurant and you're like, I love it. I love it, and I love how it's always on like a Nokia thirty three fifteen. Yeah, they always you know. like it's it's the equivalent of when someone thinks I've seen a big cat in the Blue Mountains. Like, yeah, does yeah. a panther live in the Blue <laughs> yeah. Mountains? Like, yeah. well, I'd yeah. love yeah. Or a Yeti or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I yeah. So th- th- they came over. Um, Do you put the kettle on? How does that? I, th- I would have offered them a cup of tea, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, Liverpool charm. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> That's right. But so, like, are you talking about what the roster looks like, the type of footy you're going to play, how you're going to fit yeah, in? Is that sort yeah, of chat? All, all those sorts of questions, like, you know, are we are we making any other sign-ins? Um, yeah, what, what, where do you see me fitting in? Is there anything uncomfortable about those conversations? Where, like, oh. you kind of got a – obviously you got a manager who's selling you as well, but, like, you know, you haven't asked – it's, it's almost like when a friend goes, like, oh, yeah, you want to come to the pub? And it's like, well, who else is going? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, it, it is. It is very awkward. <clears throat> it, it's it is so awkward. Yeah, and I think as well, like they, so that I actually didn't sign until that week. So that even and they, it was a strange situation. So the dragons, if they won, they were going into the semis. Ah, but if they lost and they think the Cowboys won, they would get the jump on them. So we were playing them that week, and we were playing for nothing. But and they, you just trying to focus on that, and yeah, it was it was. Did, you, did they win? No, Bulldogs beat. Them. <laughs> <laughs> and did they miss the A? Yeah, well, yeah, that, yeah, was, that was the year. Remember the Cowboys? I think they were flying back from New Zealand, and it was like, oh, oh, when they landed, no, yeah, yeah, they, 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 they found out the dragon. Oh, they found yeah, out the yeah, dragon. Right, right, right. They were in the final, <laughs> and they went on to make the. the the that GM. was the oh so that was the was that twenty seventeen is that yeah, when Melbourne yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right wow yeah. that was a run wasn't it yeah they like, had like a sort of mismatch side didn't they there was heaps of injuries first one was out first one was, so was out yeah, Michael they, Morgan if 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 the the Dragons beat the Bulldogs which they should have done <laughs> then cows don't make the final yeah. yeah they made yeah. the grand final from eighth yeah 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 right without Thurston without JT crazy so you you left. Dragons and had like a twelve-game stint with St Helens. Yeah, how'd that come about? Well, that was the the twenty twenty season. Um, obviously, the the COVID shutdown. Look, 
my, my, my time at the Dragons, 2018, went really well. I thought we should have won the comp. I thought we were the best team oh, in the competition. Really? Uh, we lose Gareth Widder, Paul Vaughan, uh, and then we lose to South by a point, and we lost Tyreek Sims in that game as well. Um, but I thought if we were fully fit, I thought we could have gone on to win it. And the lots of things that happened that year that just the stars just didn't align, and it is what it is. And you got to you got to move on. 19 was poor. I was really confident going into 2020. Start the season, we lose two. Season shuts down for COVID. Okay, okay, it's all right. We're gonna we're gonna come back. First two games after the season starts, obviously super excited. We lose the first two, and I'm like, oh, what? I, 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 we, I think we lost to the Bulldogs, and like my head had gone, like gone. Mm. I remember poor old Tyson Brazil was, like I was in the car with him. And I was just like, man, I'm, f- I'm f- I think I'm done. I think I'm really? done. Like, I, he's like, man, you're right. Like, just was it the the confluence of everything? COVID, losing. Well, I, I knew I was coming to the end. Mm. Like, I wasn't sure if I was going to play again, and. I was pretty conscious of the impact my the career, the amount of games, the amount of collisions mm. I'd had on me as a person and like my future health outcomes. And ultimately I decided that I'd put a line through the cause of the Dragons in 2020. Yeah, I didn't believe we could win the competition, which is what I was planning to do. Um, this was the last year. I was like, what, what's the point of me continuing on? For us not to have an opportunity to mm. to win the grand final, mm. so I, was like, I might as well just cut short now, rather than you know risking ri- further. risk further damage or like and and also risk embarrassing myself because if I don't care, like I'm a passionate, caring guy, like I love the game. If I'm not committed to the cause, then what's the point? Like mm. they don't need, they don't want me out there. It's better to give some young lad a chance, mm. and I'm not prepared to risk it. So. Actually, I called one of my best mates from back home, Paul Wellens, who was a former teammate of mine. And he goes, and I said, mate, I think I'm done. He's like, what, for next season? Like, at the end of the season, I was like, no, now. And and actually, St. Helens was speaking to me about 2021. And he was like, you sure, mate? Because I was like, mate, I can't wait that long. I was like, I, 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 I am done. And he goes, well, actually, you know, there's a spot here. And I was like, what do you mean, because Luke Thompson is at the Bulldogs now. I knew he'd sign for the Bulldogs in 2021, but he was he was leaving to come to the Bulldogs halfway through that season. Right. So he informed me of that because it wasn't public knowledge. <coughs> and I was like, oh. He's like, would you come for the rest of 2020? I was like, well, yeah. Like, okay, so then obviously I had to talk it through with the family. Um we had COVID going on. I had to get permission off the club to leave, and it and it finally got sorted out. But it wasn't it wasn't all smooth sailing. Like traveling across the world during the COVID, ta- yeah. at the best of times yeah. is difficult. Yeah, but traveling during COVID was f- like insane. And quarantines there and all that. No, sort we didn't of have to quarantine there. We quarantined when we came back. For two weeks in the hotel, but kids, you when, got kids, yeah, you got two girls. Is that like one of the great, oh. I got two girls. Is that one of the great shit shows all time? Being uh, with children, it, or is it, it not it, too bad? It, it was, it had a t- yeah, it was, it was a tough, it was a tough carry. <laughs> it wasn't tough. Imagine. That was yeah. a, that was like, is that the toughest know, carry of your career? Yeah, that's like you know, the wingers just 
sneaked out the in goal, like, you know, the old Avdovo. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. the only one back there. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> two yeah, weeks and two, and you do it for two weeks. Yeah. Um, but no, so when we, f- so you have, to, like, I'm English, right? I'm here in Australia. I had to apply to leave. We, we all as a family had to apply to leave Australia. Couldn't just go. Mm. So I'd applied. It says it takes like um, 14 to, to 28 days to get your application through. So I'd done it all. Still not coming. Like, no. Like, I'm flying on the Monday at like nine o'clock. Thursday, I get an email from the Australian government. Your application to leave Australia has been rejected. <laughs> No explanation as to why. No follow-up. Oh it's just like, it's been rejected. And, y- you know, I'm pretty emotional. <laughs> I was, ah, like, trying to call people. Like, I was yeah. in a state of panic. Like, I'm rejected. Yeah. Like, it's been, like, what's going on? Like, what? You know, people go, why? I'm like, it doesn't say, does it? <laughs> like, you know, I, I, like, just calm down. We'll sort it. Anyway. Um, like I'll make, and I'm making calls and they're like, well, we can't help you. You just have to reapply. I'm like, my flight is booked on Monday. The house is, someone's coming to live in the house on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not good. Yeah. Like we're in the middle of a pandemic as well. So it's not like, I'll just go and stay at whoever's. Yeah. Like, or, or, or get a hotel. It was like, nah, you couldn't do we anything, need yeah. to get this solved now. And I'm on the phone, emailing. Anyway, I get, got the email with the permission to leave uh, just a little bit after one o'clock in the afternoon on Monday and we were flying that night. So Jeez. it wasn't smooth sailing at all. And, you and can did ima- you get, ever get any understanding as to why they rejected it no, in the first place? No, ju- not enough info. We literally sent them anything and everything that we had about what we were doing. Like, le- like But we'd already put like a significant number of documents together. Yeah. Not enough. With not, an but obviously not girlfriend. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then when we flew there, like obviously face shielded up to the nines, masks on, like 50 different tests. You, when you, like checking in, you, there was no one there checking. But mate, the process was like two and a half hours. Sheesh. Like you had, to, you had to check in, then you had to go to the government place. They'd make a call. Then you had to get, like, I thought we'd fly through. Because no. the, yeah, because the airports would be empty. Honestly, it was, like there were so many checks checks in place to make sure you weren't trying to just what a weird experience. Jump. It, and then we get on the plane. We're on this huge Qatar Airways like jumbo jet, the one that you that you'd see or you get on now. And there was fifteen people on, including staff. Fifteen people. Yeah. Wow. Do they put you up the pointy end? Are you no, still gonna sit up the back? Are would. you kidding? Me? I know. We're like, can we go in business? We're like, we can't let. Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> like, uh, you didn't pay for business class. Well, that's, that's what they said. We're like, Bullshit. we can't because you've not paid. And I think there was like one person in business that had paid business. What? Like, that is just. Such- I know. That is ridiculous. To they probably fair, came up with some waiting yeah. thing. Like, oh, yeah. it's not waited. As oh, if, to, to, be, to be fair, though, like, they looked, they looked after us and, like, you know, we just... Sure, but, I mean, it would have been yeah. nice to, oh, to, it like, been nice to like, in a seat. A, a like, proper, it's a long flight, yeah, you know? A proper bed would have been that would amazing. That would have been heaven. That would have been but, nice. Um, yeah. yeah oh, well. so, you, so you get through all of that. Uh, you finally get home. What was it like walking back into your old club? Uh, bizarre. Yeah. So it had been... Yeah, like nine years. Mm. 
So I do think, you get a testimonial? Is that like your tenth year? No. Oh, I, I guess could I could, I could potentially. <laughs> could potentially. Was it nine and, and a half? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> um, what was it like? It, it it was strange because from since I'd left, there was only probably three players there that I'd played with that remained. That remained. I, I knew a few of the lads um, from England. A couple. I knew a few lads from like being around the traps, but it was like. You know, I had to be very self-aware not to be the person I was when I left. You kind of had to be like the new guy again. Yeah, and just, you know, I knew I couldn't mention NRL. So there is a bit Why of that, is like, that? big doggy Why? sort of like... Because it would have been like, ooh, NRL! Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, oh really? You know, like, yeah, yeah. I, I just refused to mention it, like, because I just knew I'd get, like, yeah. the shit oh, ripped this time the so that is yeah, So yeah, that yeah. is a thing. Oh, well, it's... It is, but it's just like, it's, you know, it's just lads being lads. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm with like, you. Yeah. Yeah. You're saving yourself from bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I'd, I'd be, you know, like, coffee's so much better. Than Sydney, you know, lads. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, fuck off back then. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, just, just I, I did have to be, and, and also I, I was coming back to like, earn the, like I, They've shown a lot of faith in me, Christian Wolf, Mike Rush. Um, they'd shown and the leadership group they'd shown a lot of faith in me. So I didn't want to come back and be you know, I left when I was twenty six, bit of a jack the lad, you know, like pretty influential character. Um yeah, I I, I, I couldn't be like that. I had to I had to I had to fit into the because the culture changed a lot. Mm. So I had to fit into the culture. Um yeah, I couldn't just be like, Oh, this is what we used to do. Yeah, like, this is how it's no, done. No, no, I need to find out how you guys do it, and I'm going to fit into this system. Do you? That seems like you're quite self-aware then in that regard, right? Like I don't know. I imagine it's not like a. That's not necessarily a default thought process for people. Do you? Do you see that you maybe are a bit more like considerate in that sense than maybe some other people who are just like boys club? Here we are. I'm back. I was, I was the king when I left. Yeah, I guess I, I just knew. I just knew the level of importance of it. In this situation, yeah, I really knew it was like I was I was going back for an opportunity to win a, a competition. My, my, I knew my career was ending, so I was just going to give it all I got. And mm. for me, the best opportunity to do that was to act in the way I did. Yeah, so I didn't want to mess that up. So, um, yeah, but again, it was it was strange. We obviously with all uh, well, this, they actually when I left, the season hadn't even confirmed that it was going ahead. I, I had it on on good trust in the CEO he's like no no we are coming back but it what it wasn't guaranteed like mm. covid could have took another turn for the worse mm. so uh, and like the covid numbers over there compared to over here were just insane so we're in and out of lockdown like getting things ready for like a new house and all that it was it was so bizarre and then going into going into to train and we went we were like they had all different groups and wiping down equipment they were filming all. You couldn't stand close to it. You couldn't shake hands. It was just, it, it was, yeah. It like, must have felt kind it, of stupid at points where you're like, we're tackling each other. Yeah, this yeah. There was a, like, there was a, a lot of that. Hang on, we we can't shake hands. Yeah. But yet we're actually going to do some contact work. Like, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make much no, sense. No. Does so, it? Uh, look, and you know, I, I owe a lot to the St Helens fans. I, I, I would have loved to have, you know, played in front of them, but it, but it wasn't to be. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we, but yeah, it was, I was like, yeah, I, I, I'd gone from 
I never want to play again to, oh, I can't wait to play for this club now. That's cool. Yeah. Can you explain, so like the way you won that grand final was quite ridiculous though, wasn't it? Like the fin- the final moments, how did that exactly play out? Yeah, so you got to set the scene a little bit. There's so many subplots. Um, St. Helens Wigan is like one of the biggest derbies in, well, no, it, in fact, for me, it's the biggest derby in rugby league in England. Um, you know, lots of like, Really close towns, close to each other. Um, anyway, playing the playing the grand final, we 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 were all over them in the beginning, like absolutely all over them. But we just couldn't score. And then we had one took off. Then we kicked a couple of penalty goals. I think we went four nil up. They scored four all, missed the conversion. So it's four all. There's like two minutes left, not even like ninety seconds. No, yeah, about 90 seconds left. They get a penalty. We concede the penalty on, like, the 45. So they're going to have a shot at goal for two points to win the, like, basically shut the game out. And just How long to go, sorry? There's, like, less than a minute. Okay. Yeah, there's less. Right. By the time he took the conversion, there was less than a minute. It's so I'm just going... Again. <laughs> You're getting filmed as well. I'm pretty sure. This yeah, is going going, okay, this, like hello, familiar feeling. Yeah. Like, here, here, here we, we made again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, oh, this is brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, he missed the conversion. We, uh, one of our players, caught it on like the try line, so he was just off. So we start like clocks ticking. I'm just thinking, right, let's get to the end of this set, and we'll. See you an extra time. Anyway, like one of the things Christian Wolf was really good at was training for chaos. So we, we'd always practice training for chaos. So we were quite accustomed to being in this situation, just a lot of situational, situational training. Mm. You, you know, at the end of session, the first team versus the reserves would, would play out a situation. He'd throw it out there, mm. and you got to play that way. So anyway, we make our way up the field. Our, our left winger, Tommy Makinson come in to take the field goal that's the plan Tommy as like you, literally as he so fourth play someone's took it in Roby's passed the ball to um, Tommy Makinson the buzzer sounds so the so this is the last play of the game like when the ball is dead that's it Tommy Makinson's nailed this like he is sweet as a nut how far he, out is he he was probably like 40 metres out like this is it, and it looks for all money like it's going over. He's actually gone off and done the like uh, the, yeah, celebration. the celebration. He's yeah. he's he shot his bolt and <laughs> he's he's off celebrating away. Hits the hits the post, <laughs> bounces down. The Wigan fullback misses it. Our chasers have got caught up, and young Jack Wellsby has scored a try. And then everyone's going off, but obviously he's going to the video ref. Yeah. So I'm just like. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's what I remember. Like, You're like, oh, hey, chill, chill, chill. We might have extra time in a minute, lads. Yeah. Like, let's not get too pumped up. Whoa. Yeah. Like, I am. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be one of those. I, like, no one likes being embarrassed. But if you can help it, like, I don't want to be. Like, yeah, going yeah, off, yeah, and then yeah. it's like, oh, no try. They kick. The, they win <laughs> the game. They, they and win like, you've had this moment. Yeah, of yeah. Unlucky. That sort of stuff. Yeah. So I was like, I am just gonna calm down. I'm just gonna wait. I'm not going to celebrate until I see the three letters T-R-Y on that screen. So as I'm sitting there, 
like it was kind of difficult to see the screen. And then I could hear the Wigan players go, he's offside, he's offside, right. yes. And there's no crowd either. So normally the oh, crowds are a pretty right. good gauge. Yeah. Like if one set of supporters start cheering, then you kind of know. Mm. And then I had the, the fourth official was going, it, it's going to be a try, James. And I was like, <laughs> so at this point. <laughs> oh, he said it to you. So they, they, um, they've cleared the chases to one side. They've just got to check the grounding and make sure Wellsby's foot's not out yeah to so check it once and the guy goes they're gonna give it james i was like mate go away <laughs> <laughs> like no 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 i'm not going yeah i'm not just gonna run off no. imagine even that be even yeah. worse <laughs> imagine yeah. they just run off yeah oh no try no, after i've right. been calm for so long <laughs> yeah. so i was just waiting and then yeah those three letters came up and it's just yeah just pandemonium and oh. then yeah, I guess like that that celebration. It was just like it meant it meant so much to me. It was probably like the most important day of my life, and um, to finish that way, like I'm at like a, a crossroad. I either finish as a, a grand final winner or a grand final loser. So for mm. me, yeah, probably the most important day of my life. And not many players get that to go out yeah, as, the, as a it, winner. It, and and obviously the all the crap I've been through before with losing them. It was yeah, it um it ne it, ne it never made off for them. But it, but it certainly um, it, it it meant a lot to me, and then yeah, then yeah, just just leaving the field, I was like, right, okay, I guess this is the the last time, and it was again bizarre, no crowd, yeah, like really strange feeling, mm. but you know, again, it it was really cool to just share those moments with those group of men, and not you know. Yeah, I would have loved for my family to be there and have the boys' family there and celebrate with the fans. But there was something special about it just being us. Mm. Mm. It was, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. And like, yeah, I remember just being like, I want to be the last person to leave this field. It was, it was in Hull again, which was different. Normally, Old Trafford. And I'm just like looking around, just being like, oh, like this is it. Like we're done. Have you ever had any? Tip your hat and. And Thank then you. off you go. Off you go. Did you ever have a thought about what you wanted to do after your career? Or were you just sort of like, were you considering that in the moment or were you just like reflecting? Well, so uh, you know what you talk about, Mad Mondays. So we're in lockdown. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully no one from the British government is listening to this. So we just... <laughs> we do have our reach as far. Yeah. Far so, so for anyone that's concerned, we just had a drink in the sheds yeah and then got on the bus you went home and we went home okay <laughs> yeah but we come out of lockdown on the wednesday right <laughs> coming out of lockdown on the wednesday england had some bizarre rules about what you could do coming out of lockdown so you could go to a pub but with only members of your household you could only go to the pub with members of your household now but if someone else happened to be there that you knew, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, Wednesday, we come out of lockdown. We had a presentation night on the Wednesday. So, we're going to go for some drinks before. Yeah, we got it. But how are we going to do it? We're not, we're not allowed to be in the pub together. And I knew this guy that uh, a landlord at a pub. So, I called him up and I said, We can't all come, can we? He's like, Well, not as a group, no. Oh, and here's another rule you've got to eat. You've got to be, you can't just go to the pub to drink. Got to have a substantial meal. 
Now, no one really knew what a substantial meal was. So, well, the government, despite the fact that they They clearly weren't adhering to them, uh, (laughs) do as we say, not as we do. (laughs) Um, But what what counted as a a substantial meal? So you couldn't just go and get on the piss. You had to eat food. But you could have a meal and then just continue on. They take your food and Mm. away you go. So I said, like, is there a chance we could get 28 tables for one in the restaurant? She's <laughs> like, yeah. She's like, book us in Wednesday afternoon, 28 <laughs> tables for one. <laughs> so we did. So we were sat, like, not next to each other, but, like, opposite. Just like that. <laughs> all socially distanced. Right? All socially distanced. And, and, like, I remember a few of us, we were like, lads, listen. No one is filming this. Lads, yeah. we are on our best behaviour. This guy's you know, put his neck on the line here. Mm. You get fined. Like reading the right act, especially, especially to the young ones. Mm. After about three pints, <laughs> it's like the away ending. They were all like, yeah! Like dancing <laughs> on tables, like jumping up and down, carrying oh, on, uh, singing songs. And it's like other families out there having, a, <laughs> having some food. But like, they, they were all great. They were like, they didn't Whatever, care. And then yeah. actually we were like, you get a bit messy and everyone's scattered around and then it's like police are here so we all like sat back down in the chairs like okay no 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 oh, I've already eaten off yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry um, where's your shoes yeah <laughs> so in your yeah, shirt that, that yeah. was that was um, that's cool that was that was really cool to to celebrate like that and just the circumstances you know you you'll find a, if you if you want to if you want it enough give it what, what's that saying if you give anyone a a why you'll find the how, right? Is that is that what it is? Or have I got that? I've wrong? heard that, but I, I don't know it well yeah. enough to no, repeat no, no, it. Yeah, no, I wouldn't if, be able. If to any man has a big enough reason why they'll f- they'll find, find the, the how, they'll find the how. It's like one of those. To... It's one of those. Um, so we had looked at other options. So one of the the other ways you could congregate as a um, l- congregate legally was an official organised protest. <laughs> so we had looked at lodging a. Uh, don't know what we we're going to protest against, but that was actually That's a, a, that, that was is a, so dribbly. Yeah, if you ever lodged a protest, so you get <laughs> on the There was piece. another one where a couple of lads. This is genius. So all the bars and pubs were shut. They booked a they booked a flight from like London Airport to Birmingham. Got in to the airport. The ho- the airport bar was open. Just knocking back the beers in the bar. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god. There's ingenuity out yeah. there that's being wasted. I know. Like, right. These top minds should be <laughs> should be they put should, to like, good use. Should, yeah, they well, should, they should they, be running the country. These I great minds. Just, like you know, like if you can find that way, if you can wiggle your way through it, yeah. like mm. find the find the, the loopholes, loopholes and get get through them. That's brilliant. I'm all about that. Love that. So now you're in. Now you're an NRL 360 panelist, media dying, obviously. And I think I mentioned off the top, but I didn't. You've obviously got your podcast, the buy around, which we will get to in a second. But I just wanted to sort of, I wanted to try and get an understanding from you of now that you sit on the other side of the equation, fence, the fence. <laughs> how does how do you sort of uh, how do you see how's your view changed? Yeah, look, I guess probably the level of importance of the media in the game. Um, I guess I've always viewed it coming over here as, you know, back home, rugby league doesn't get a mention in the papers. Very seldom. Like, it's usually, a you know, a negative story that will dominate. Or even if it's a big game, you've got to go past all the other sports to get to it, even in the north of England. So coming here, it was a, 
uh, pleasant, not a surprise, but it was, it, I actually liked the fact that the number one story on Fox Sports News was based on rugby league. Mm. You know, the, all the other networks, the sports section would turn to rugby league. You get the newspaper here in Sydney, it's all dominated rugby league. So for me, I think that's, that's where our sport belongs. Then in terms of like doing 360, I, I've been doing that for quite a while. Um, having media at training, that was another big shock when I came over. I'd never ex- really experienced that before. Mm. Only for like big games, it's just like a normal week. It's like, what's going on here? Like, why are people, why are people bothered? Like, we're just there to play a game. So I sort of a- adopted a bit of a healthier attitude towards it, accepted it. Um, are they perfect? No, but no, like no one is. I think, I think now my, my like my role within the the media, I guess, um. I, I I like the challenge of thinking through um, ideas for the game. I yeah, I well, guess. that was going to be one of my questions because I I feel like there are lots of uh, current players, former players, pundits who you know are paid to give their opinion. And again, not to sit here and blow smoke up your ass, but when I hear you on NRL three hundred and sixty, I feel like. I will often come away from hearing you say something like, oh, I hadn't actually thought about it like that. Or you'll just provide some bit of insight that I haven't heard anywhere else. And I was interested to know how much time you spend actually like, you know, sort of excavating the thoughts you have or the opinions you have and going like, oh, well, if I look at it from that angle, what about from this angle? Or like, how do you spend a lot of time doing that? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I, and, I, I, and, I, and I like to think about things um, and ideas and stuff and... Mm. Yeah, not just jump to conclusions. I like to, yeah, consider consider what I'm saying and plan about what I'm going to say. Obviously, you've got to be ready for like something dropping or being, you know, blindsided by something. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I do I do like to to think about it. And you know, I, I care about the game. Everything I ever say is is only because the point of view I'm coming from is is a point of care. Um, I don't I, I don't particularly in, enjoy it when you know players are players are under pressure because I get it. And clubs are under pressure, but it's just it's just part of the dance. I think you've just got to accept it. Uh, a lot of players get angry about the media, but you know, we look at where the money comes f- for our game. Like, I enjoy. Well, I'm sure you speak to every player; they enjoy getting paid <laughs> well. Mm-hmm. You know, and without the media, I don't. You can't have your cake and eat it. So, how do you how do you like sort of uh, not justify when you see there's like. Because even on NRL 360, which I love, like I really enjoy NRL 360 as a sort of, you know, the sort of flag bearer for rugby league, like narrative and, you know, like the soap opera. But there are certainly like maybe more um, hysterical takes or ones that are maybe a little bit more over the top when you've got your buzzers and your kenties and your, that maybe sometimes don't seem like they are from a... Yeah, I don't. Want you to, I'm not asking you to try to talk shit about him, but I just more mean like when you hear some takes that are maybe a little bit more out of left field and playing the game a bit more. I don't know. How do you see that? Because from the player's perspective, where you're going, I don't know. I feel like sometimes Latrell finds himself in those situations more than than some. Is there a oh, look, is it, it difficult, or do you ever feel like going at him, or are you like I can't? I'm no, not I getting think into that. Like for, for me, like. I, I enjoy a healthy debate and mm. like everyone on there is respectfully of, of each other's opinions. Yeah. And yeah, we can like try and shoot each other down. And th- the, the idea is if you've got a point, bring the evidence to back it up mm. and mm. tell us why. And if you do that, then, you know, nine times out of 10, no one can really argue with you. But 
sometimes it's you know the, I guess the questions are, are, are difficult to to answer and you know I go in from a point of view I do still have a bit of a player's hat on so you know I go like you know go in defense of the players because it's you know I think that's one of my I guess job descri- job description excuse me while I'm on there it's got okay well what why is the player doing this okay well I'll give you some insight as to why like here's what uh, perhaps it might be mm. um and, and go into bat for them a little bit but you know I think the, the really good operators um coaching administrators players they block out that noise and and they they don't get affected by it and it, and it's really difficult to do now because most players are on social media um reading the comments both positive and negative everything that's said that you know like you mentioned that can be controversial mm. doesn't ju- it's not just on 360 and then that's it it's forgotten about yeah. it's it's replayed it's on instagram mm. it's on twitter and then people are commenting on that so it it just it, it, it snowballs stops. it yeah. never stops so you can um, like i i don't particularly like social media it does have some upside but and i and i get it but i i don't sit down and, and scroll through it i don't have you know a personal instagram or twitter or fa- facebook or anything like that mm. so but some players are consumed by that but the really good ones they 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 block out that noise yeah and and, and they're and legit they've got like did you hear what you know they might get asked did you hear what someone said about you on this show and they go no mm. no no i didn't because I, I'm, I'm not interested but some players are, and that would probably be, you know, uh, advice to players is to to optimize your performance, find a way to block out the noise because, you know, that we we like it. Like say, the media does have a role with interplay, but the, the the people in the media they they're doing it for the fans to get to to drive opinion, to drive yeah. up rate ratings, and, and 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 have a debate and a healthy debate and. You know, on, especially online, it can it can turn quite quite vile mm. quite quickly. Um, Very vile. Yeah, where it just you know. But but you know what? Having said that, when I was fifteen or sixteen, if I had access to every Wigan or Leeds player or Liverpool or Man United player, I'd be sending them all sorts of abuse. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's mean. it. You got like. I think you do dumb shit when you're a kid. Yeah, and, and you know, there's no, well, there is some t- a, a lot of the time there's no repercussions for that, mm. but it has an effect. So if you're if you're one of the stars of our game, and you read a comment from whatever the the, the tag name is, mm. you don't know who that person is. That's probably a 15 year old kid that's got nothing better to do. Mm. And you and you're and you're you're valuing this guy's opinion like you don't know like he's got no idea. And he's doing it to get a reaction to try and like really you, you shouldn't but 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 they do i know some lads that spend so much time on there that's probably why when when you asked before do i think about it well i'm not i'm not wasting two hours of my life a day on instagram yeah yeah <laughs> like so i've got i i, I, can, I, I have the opportunity to think about things and not just yeah. go what, what are they saying about me mm. like yeah like, exactly it's just yeah like i get there's there's many many benefits to it and and I I love the like uh, what I love about our game is that we have that fan interaction that we are approachable, you know, walk down to a cafe or pub. Hey, how are you doing, lads? Get photos. We have members' day where you know, 
what is it like fifty dollars to be a member at South Sydney and you can rub shoulders with Latrell Mitchell? Like, yeah, that doesn't happen in the Premier League. Mm. Doesn't happen in the NFL, NBA. Like, what would you need? What would you need to get a, to get a picture with LeBron, LeBron James and get his a jersey signed? Like, you'd need to be a multi-millionaire to get anywhere near that. Yeah, where you get fifty dollars, go to Members Day. But the social media aspect of it, the players like my advice to them would be look if you're gonna want the you know the sponsorships and everything that comes with it that's fair enough but you're gonna if you're gonna read every negative comment and take that to heart look i understand why you would but you need really need to work on that 100 percent. it's a good point are you what's what's the future look like for you, you you've obviously got the podcast the byron you, you're doing the stuff with fox what what are your intentions moving forward do you think do you want to stay in media do you want to try your hand at coaching well, up until about six months into retirement, I always thought I wanted to be a coach. Like, all I ever imagined doing was just coaching. Like, I just, for me, it was the natural progression. Mm. Um, but now, I, I, like, I'm not going to completely close the door on it, but it's hard to envisage me doing that because it just... What, cha- what changed, like... It's the pizzas and free food before NRL 360. <laughs> yeah. um, We've had some change? of them. Yeah, we have. Just, a, just, a, just a shift in attitude, really. And just how, like, my appreciation for just how difficult it is. Like, It'd be stressful it, as hell like, as well, It's mate. super stressful. It's incredibly time-consuming. It's all-consuming. Don't really switch off. It's insecure. Yeah. Yeah, like very insecure, isn't it? Yeah, look at look at a guy like, like let's take Nathan Brown for instance. So, starts at the Dragons. So his family and what and it like I'm an all in guy and all coaches are all in, but it's not just you that's all in; it's your family. Mm -hmm. So you Nathan Brown starts in Wollongong, moves to Huddersfield in England, so across the world, another part of the world, St Helens, moves back to Newcastle, another part of the world, then New Zealand. Another part of the world, and it's just like, well, like I can understand why he's just gone now. Nah, I've, I've had enough of the insecurity, the pressure. Like some people, public criticism. Yeah, like some people need that high pressure environment and and thrive in it. And I get it. Like part of me is appealed to that, or like, sorry, is attracted to that. But then, you know, it seems now like within coaching, it's like it's a competition that who can be there the longest. And not necessarily, not necessarily the most productive. And that's not knocking the coaches because I get why they do it. I understand why they they've got to have the appearance of I'm first in, last out. I'm across. All, I'm always on my. I'm all. I'm not having a break. I have mm. no days off. On the on the te- on the, the the roster day off for the for the team. If you come in to get physio, you're gonna see the coach in there. Is this guy not got a life? Like we yeah. can we can all work from like they don't they're only doing video. You could work from home, but it's like no, no I've got to be in there, be seen. And, I, and look, I, I I understand it, but it's just it, it's not for, for me. It's not our. I I don't think it's how I want to spend the next thirty years of my life. And yeah. and that and that struggle to to get off the bottom of the ladder. It's 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 dependent on so many things that are out of your control, really. Like, really, a lot of it is, is is good fortune, no doubt. If you you know, 
if you, if you work hard and you know the word spreads about how good you are as a coach, and 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 that's what a lot of the time what happens. But if you're if you get a bit of misfortune or, or someone else gets a rub of the green, or, or you know it's 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 a game within the game sometimes, and there's mates involved mm. and the media the media side of pushing certain coaches. Mm. Um, I I just I, I'm th- there's there's too many. Too many red flags for me, and I know my personality as well. Uh, like, I, I don't think my my personality would like while I was You'd coaching. Be find out the ass Yeah, the well, not just that, but like, yeah, my personality while I'm while I'm actually coaching would be all right. It's when I when I go home. Yeah, and, yeah, okay. and, and when I'm not there, like trying to switch off. From yeah, yeah. Like I was never good at switching off anyway, and I think, yeah, like I said, I'm not closing the door completely on it, but. It's probably not a door I'm looking to open either. Yeah, right. So now you do have the podcast to buy around. Sam Burgess' first guest. What's the vision for it? Like, has it been as how long has it been? Like something you've been wanting to do? Who are some guests coming up? What's the What's the go? Yeah, it's been it's been brewing for 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 a while. Um, you know, podcasts are a relatively new thing. I enjoy conversation. Um, I enjoy that there's no time constraint on it uh, I wanted to do something independently so I could set the agenda and the talking points so like I can get to I, I get uh, yeah I, I, I get to choose the, fo- the, the the focus um so yeah I, it, it's been on the on the radar for a while but I'm I'm an ideas guy like I, I've got heaps of ideas like mm. l- loads of ideas but I just don't know how to get them started. So sure. I was very fortunate um, through through Charlie and Tony, who I know through my work at Triple M. Shout out, both very good boys. I know. Yeah, um, we sort of uh, floating around the idea. Let's let's just do it. So like, yeah, we we agreed on the name, all that sort of stuff, and we hashed out some ideas and 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 the structure of it. But it, I guess. Really, we we don't have like a long term vision. Mm. We're just gonna we're just gonna go with it because, like, we are a startup fundamentally, and this is new to us all. Well, it's certainly new to me. So I need like you got to see what the demand. I've got to see what the demand is, and then supply that demand. Like okay. if, you know, even like the structure of it. So at the moment, we go part like. Uh, recap of the round and the major talking points into an interview well if the demand's the other way around then then that's what we've got to do mm. so it's it's very much a, a learning curve um yeah ve- very much a learning curve thank you so much for coming on man this has been awesome we've no, loved it my pleasure i've loved it loved Beautiful. it and thank right. you for having us on and um doing a bit of promotion for us and all that so the buy around it's on instagram as well buy around podcast yeah. You got to get more active on Instagram, dude. You got to be promoting that thing. Yeah, well, that, that that's up to um, to Charlie and Tony. That's yeah, not okay. that's not my bad. Nah, that's nice. not my cup of tea. So um, yeah, but yeah, we 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 put a bit of content out there on Instagram, and yeah, like I say, we're looking to grow, and um, yeah, we don't really know which direction we're going to head, but excited. Like yeah. it's just yeah, the possibilities are. Um, not endless, but you know, there's a lot of options out be. there. It could, could be. be. Yeah. Check it out. Go give it a follow. Buy our own podcast. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thank you, Could you two just not talk anymore?